So this chapter is after the ayahuasca ceremony. And I can remember sat in the hut waiting for my turn to drink and every time someone stepped up to drink I could it was pretty much I could taste the ayahuasca and it was an unpleasant taste which meant I wasn't looking forward to my turn to drink obviously I did um, the ceremony was pretty relaxing and in my journal I've used the word tranquil it was just a, an overall sense of calm and I've also wrote in my journal that when we were discussing the ceremony uh, the next day I was speaking to Alex and Guy and it seems we all saw the same faint orange yellowy glow above and in front of us during the ceremony which is kind of weird because uh, both Alex and I were wearing eye masks so the ceremony passed without any um, real events for me personally like I said it was just overall relaxing and, and tranquil so when the ceremony came to an end I felt quite energetic and sober, very clear-minded. So I had to walk up to the star deck and although it was cloudy, so it was quite dark, there was no stars visible, the darkness made the glow bugs in the trees stand out more, which was quite a trippy thing to see. So although there was no stars in the, in the sky, it was like there was stars in the trees. So I sat there for a while, just being, I guess. Um, bearing in mind, it's pitch black. It's maybe it's around midnight. There's nobody else around, and I'm sat in the jungle. Very quiet. Maybe see the, the rustling of the trees, and I'm all calm and tranquil. Um, in this this very quiet state of mind when I hear a branch snap and I hear something moving in the jungle uh, my mind obviously jumped straight to uh, worst possible case which was a jaguar um, so I stood up and I started walking uh, off the top of the star deck down the steps um, through like clearing in the jungle thinking I'm probably not going to be able to outrun a jaguar and all I had with me was my water bottle and my mosquito repellent so whether this was um, a sign of my tranquil state of mind or how clear minded I was I don't know but I figured I was going to have to let the Jaguar get really close so that I could spray it in the eyes with a mosquito repellent and maybe throw the water bottle at it which might buy me some time to escape and I was thinking all this whilst uh, trying to negotiate my way through the clearing in the jungle back to the camp 
and it took uh, great, I don't know if presence of mind is the right thing, to not full on panic and sprint because obviously it was dark and I thought, well, if I, if I start running, uh, cats have an instinct to chase after anything that runs. Um, so I thought by staying calm and not looking scared, I might get the Jaguar to think twice about attacking me. Obviously I made it back to the camp. Uh, there was no Jaguar attack. And when I spoke to uh, Don Howard the next day, he said it was probably just some wild dog uh, mooching about in the forest. However, I'm still holding on to the fact that I uh, faced down a Jaguar. So after me fending off the Jaguar with my uh, mosquito repellent and water bottle, I went up to the, the hammock tower because I was still, didn't feel the need to sleep. So the hammock tower is, it's got three stories. Uh, it's round in shape. Uh, it's maybe each story is maybe say three meters in diameter made out of uh, wood hardwood from the jungle and there's maybe say three hammocks in each story and to go from one story to the other there's a, a really narrow uh, rickety creaky staircase and as you're going up and down the staircase the whole tower sways now that's not to say i didn't uh, trust the builders um but i always made sure i was uh, holding on the handrail tightly when i was going up and down the stairs so i made my way up to the top of the tower uh, laid in the hammock for a while feeling really calm um, and good, I guess. Maybe it's a little smug, which is when the nausea started kicking in. The nausea started coming in small waves at first. Um, I'd start feeling a little bit sick, and then it would pass, and then I'd start seeing uh, what I've described in my journal as insightful images going through my mind. And I think I was processing the information I was given in the, the second ayahuasca ceremony. Anyway, the images would pass, the nausea would come back a bit more intense, I'd process some more information, and each time the nausea came back, it was getting more and more intense. Up until the point I realised I should probably find a toilet. And how I've described this in my journal is Making my way to the toilet was a mission. There were so many stairs and what felt like a really, really long walk. The toilet wasn't just around the corner as I initially thought. Now it turns out, as I discovered the next day, that when I got to the bottom of the hammock tower, I turned left instead of right. There was a, a bathroom just near the hammock tower, set away from pretty much the rest of the complex, really. And if I'd have turned right, it was maybe, and maybe I had to go down six steps and around one corner. So it was maybe a 
30, 40 yard walk at the most. Uh, but because I went left, I had to walk, or I ended up walking pretty much as far as I could walk without actually leaving the complex. Went up what felt like numerous sets of steps, took me what felt like hours. Uh, I ended up walking past uh, the accommodation block. So I walked past my own room that had a toilet in, but because uh, I didn't want to disturb my roommate, I kept on walking, walked right the way around the complex to go to the toilet that was about 30 yards from the place where I started. And all this is happening whilst the nausea is coming on stronger and stronger. So imagine going from being stone cold sober to really, really drunk. So I was staggering all over the uh, all over the walkway. I was going up and down these flights of stairs. <coughs> whilst uh, <coughs> whilst clenching, because I felt if I uh, if I relaxed too much, then it was going to get really messy. Uh, as I'm staggering down the walkway, I was having to stop and uh, spew over the handrails into the jungle. Um, it was a uh, it was an adventure. So I managed to make it to the toilet without, uh, well, shitting myself, basically. Uh, and once I'd got to the toilet, I'd realised that if I'd have left it any longer, uh, it would have been it would have been messy. And I was purging at both ends. Um, but fortunately, uh, the bathroom that I was in. The sink was literally two foot in front of the toilet. So if it started coming up at one end, all I had to do was stand and lean over the sink. Uh, if it started coming out the other end, I just had to lean back and sit down. Uh, <clears throat> and afterwards I was wondering, I wonder if it's been designed this way, in that the, the toilet was isolated from the rest of the complex, so nobody would hear. Uh, the sounds of the purging and it was <laughs> the, the bathroom was designed to make the purging as efficient as possible it turned out so there I am alternating between uh, <coughs> crouching over the sink vomiting and sitting on the toilet pretty much having uh, explosive diarrhea would be the only way I can describe it but it wasn't just the physical uh, waste, I guess. It was uh, it was like I was releasing negative emotional energy, uh, and that the purging was just a, a physical manifestation of some trauma, emotional shit that I had inside uh, that I needed to clear. I'm not sure how long I was uh, I was purging for. Um, didn't really have any sense of time. But once I'd uh, <laughs> evacuated everything, I made my way back to the hammock tower. And this is when it dawned on me that I'd taken the, the longest route. So walking back to the hammock tower, this time was uh, very leisurely. 
I went back up to the third floor in the hammock tower uh, and that's where I spent the rest of the night. I'm not sure how long I'd been asleep for or I didn't have no idea what time it was uh, when I woke up but I made my way uh, down to like the meeting area which is where near where we had the flower bath and there was a few people there so I waited my turn and the flower bath felt different this time um, I'm not sure what it was whether there was more water or if it was just because of the intense experience I'd had the night before but yeah the flower bath felt different this time I had some breakfast and then I spent the, pretty much the rest of the the day in the hammock tower snoozing, trying to catch up on some sleep and I was also reading uh, about cognitive behavioural therapy which one of the other lads, Alistair had uh, switched me on to um, it's all based upon breaking negative thought patterns and changing thought patterns um, and from what I understand now the dude who created it uh, based it on stoicism which plays a major part in my life now and stoicism is pretty much about controlling your own thoughts and actions and letting the thoughts and actions of other people uh, just pass you by because you can't control them all you can do is control your own thoughts and actions it was during this time that I also noticed how more in the moment I was becoming each day so I wasn't overthinking things and um, my overall anxiety level had reduced. On the evening we were visited by a tribe which I've forgotten the name of but I think it began with an S. I don't think it was the Shibobo tribe. I might be wrong. Um, but they brought aircraft items that they'd, they'd made. So there was, there was hand-woven cloths depicting various images all based around uh, ayahuasca some in quite psychedelic colours um, there was carved masks made from local wood there was bracelets, necklaces made out of uh, plant seeds and um, pieces of, of the ayahuasca vine uh, and there was also necklaces and ornaments made from uh, piranha skulls and teeth which was quite interesting I didn't have a lot of money um, so I only managed to buy a couple of things which uh, I bought a large tapestry that's got a, a jaguar's head in the centre surrounded by a, a snake and then it's got the curvy lines which uh, symbols of the Icaros, which are the songs the shamans sing during the ceremony. And as I understand it, the the image on the tapestry is symbolic of an ayahuasca ceremony, and I've got it hung on the staircase in my house. I also swapped some uh, some T-shirts I'd taken for a, a couple of other pieces of tapestry which I gave as gifts 
when I returned. Later on the night we had the, the Bobinsana ceremony, which I think I've described earlier. Uh, it's classed as a, a heart opening plant. It's included in the, the ayahuasca brew, but they also take it as a separate plant, so it's a, a separate ceremony for it, which I will describe in depth uh, in the next chapter. Thanks for listening.